I'm Gab, he's Jules. Blue skies over West London. Jules, we have a show today. There's yeah. lots of stuff going on. And you know what? We're going to start with the Nations League final. There's a lot of transfer stuff going. There's more on Mbappe. Probably says your mom might actually have a manager now. Everybody's yes. going to Saudi Arabia. But let's start with the Nations League final. And I have something to say yeah. off the top. There's this stupid knee-jerk reaction among people that says, oh, glorified friendlies. Oh, this is irrelevant. Oh, nobody cares, right? Now, no sane person's going to say that the Nations League is like the Euros, like nope. the Copa America, let alone the World Cup. However, let's remind ourselves of what we had before the Nations League. <laughs> we had a bunch of really irrelevant, stupid friendlies. And I think people do care because I watched... I watched all, all, all both semifinals. I watched, I watched all the games. Yeah, yeah. And Croatia and Spain, you had sellout crowds in the stadium. You yeah. had massive ratings on television. You had, we were talking before, like 25,000 Croatians yeah. traveling to yeah. Holland. And I know Europe is small if you're listening from other parts of the world. It's not that small. It's, it's still a hike from Croatia to Holland. Um, I think this is good. I think certainly the players care. Yeah, you saw how much it meant to Spain. To win it, to how Croatian were all sad and Luka Modric losing another, you know, final or big game, semi-final, whatever, and what that meant to them, to their fans, as you said, Gab. I thought, I don't know. Okay, the final was not the greatest games for sure, but but it was also not the, the greatest experience. game because they took it very seriously. Yeah, of course, even after some of them had played 61, 62, 63 matches this season, and yet they still went to win this. They wanted to win the trophy, to lift it. For, for someone like Luis de la Fuente, the new Spain manager, it, it, head coach, it means, you know, it's very important on the way to the Euros to have that kind of wins under your belt, the confidence that go with it, the momentum. I think this is very important, much better than what we had before anyway. No, exactly. And I think de la Fuente, in this case, obviously beating um, Italy in the semifinal yeah. and then Croatia, you know, it does give him a bit of authority given Completely. that he is a, a Spanish FA, you know, grey club suit who yeah. you know he doesn't come in with the charisma or the experience of a of a Luis Enrique yeah, exactly. or, or or whatever. Um as to the game itself, I thought Spain at the high at the upper hand. I was really curious mm. to see how De La Fuente would would deal post Luis Enrique. And I think a lot of the principles that we associate with Spain are still there. Yeah. Um I continue to marvel at Gavi and I may have to review my view on this. I always thought, okay Gavi, nice story, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Pedri's next level and Gavi's like, mm. okay, we'll see one. This guy, this guy's got such a football brain. Yeah. How does he, he's always open. Yeah, always open, always available, always scanning everything before everybody. And he's still, he's still so young that he would get better and much better than what it is. Even if it's hard to believe right now, he is, I think... The question I had watching the game yesterday was not so much between Pedro and Gavi. It was like, can they play together? And how do you play them together? We saw Xavi at Barcelona playing them. Gavi a bit more higher up the pitch, maybe, yeah. and a, bit, a little bit wider, maybe. And, and Pedri more central. Could you play them both central? But then, is it only Rodri? Or can you play Rodri and Mikel Merino, for example? And then them. So when Pedri comes back and he's fully fit, it'll be interesting to see. But I think Spain should be very happy to have a player like Gavi for the next 15 years. You know, Gavi in some ways actually completely different physique, completely different skill set. But 
there are aspects of his game that remind me a bit of Thomas Muller in terms of the ability, yeah. what you do off the ball, well, the ability to find space regardless of the, mm. the, the, the situation, the ability to manipulate space. Obviously, beyond that, one of them is small, one of them is big, one of them is very skillful, one of them is Thomas Muller. Yeah. He's not quite <laughs> in the same league, but it's, you know, obviously Muller more powerful. Um, on Croatia... You know, we, I feel like we've written elegies for the passing of this great Croatian generation mm. time and time again, and they keep coming back. Yeah. Equally, Modric now at this stage, this is this is this is it. Or what we see with the Euros? The yeah, this could be the last game. I think certainly there were rumors that this could be the last one. I think ideally, it would have it would have finished on a high and by winning and finally lifting this trophy. That is. Escaping, escaping them, the World Cup final, the World Cup semi-final, of course. Um, but, but I don't know, I see him playing the semi-final especially, but even in the final, he was still very good. And I think, OK, he can still play until the Euros and then see what happens in Germany over seven games, for example. But you have to, f it still felt a little bit like, you know, the end for this generation. And again, this generation is mostly... Modric, because Kovacic will still be there, Brozovic, maybe Perisic as well. Yeah. But yeah, for a look at Modric, it was, it was sad to see. Vida as well, another guy yeah. I think we'll be seeing. True, but he didn't start the final hero. because, I, you know, I think. And let's not forget, Vardiol was not there for Croatia, for example, yeah. in this semi final final. So. Yeah. Uh, it's Croatia, and honestly, just seeing the connection between the fans, and I mean, honestly, I, I kind of feel like you want to keep saying, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, then like, you go, you stare down 25,000 angry Croats <laughs> yeah. and tell them, hey, and none of this matters, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with their water polo hats. All right, Jules, sticking with this Croatia theme. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to digress because it's summer, so I can digress. Yeah, yeah? Of course you can. All right, Croatia is a small country. Yeah. I used to know what the population was. 4.5 million, maybe? Something, something like, like that, that yeah. right? So basically, 4.5 million, for those who don't know, I'm assuming it's like the population of what? Cleveland? Or is the, um, it's the population, it's like a, a third of Paris, yeah, right? Yeah, um, These guys produce so many ridiculous athletes mm. not just in football obviously in basketball yeah. as well historically yeah. uh, they've done it in tennis and I have to say they're guys next door yeah, they've in got Serbia small, also yeah, do some good. also produce yeah how do they punch so far above their weight because I've heard genetic theories I've heard that they have like the longest strongest tibias per capita <laughs> of anywhere in Europe really? But like, yeah no no but how is it? I mean, I think, I think, I think Luka Modric is a generational talent that you would have every 25 years for a country like that, maybe even more. Um, so, so that's an exception in itself. I think for the rest, I, I don't think we can... You, you sorry, can I just say about Modric? You say that about Modric, right? But then they had a generational talent. They've had multiple generational talents yeah, in, in the generation before. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, true. So, because it's not just Modric, they the also produced Prozinecki. Yeah, Shuker, Prozinecki, Asanovic. But none of them won the Ballon d'Or. None yeah. of them won five Champions League either. Shuker. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Modric is, I think, still the greatest player they've ever had. But for the rest, for that 90th generation, or even for this one with Kovacic and Paris, I think the... the um, the grassroots level and the academies and especially Dinamo Zagreb, you saw Sutalo again doing really well mm. in the two games, the semi-final and the final. And at some point he's going to go, surely will leave Croatia to go somewhere else. But they've, they've got this, I think, really good work ethics at youth level. 
and producing those young players who, because of the level of their leagues, it's easier to to put into first team that can that can play a lot of football and t- when they're really young and then maybe go to go abroad to one of the big five leagues or one of the big six leagues or whatever. I think that that helps that helps them massively. But it still it still defies the odds to have this kind of generation for such a small country. This is still one of those things that. Um I'm just fascinated by uh, because it's the ultimate nature nurture thing, right? Mm. So you can do the nurture part, right? Yeah. But then numbers matter too. What creates? I mean, this is almost like philosophical. You know, what creates these great athletes? And I'll grant you, you know, Modric but, may be entirely random, right? The the the, the skill set that he has, and then he's helped by the fact that because the infrastructure is there, because the nurture part is there, he can express it. He can play against better competition. Mm. If Luka Modric had been born in Boise, Idaho, who would he have played football against? And would he have become yeah, yeah, Luka Modric? Exactly. Probably not. No, right? I agree but, with you. But then, look, we talked about Serbia before, saying how good they were at producing great talent, great athletes, etc. Their team is very good. Their, their generation is very We said it before every tournament they qualified yeah. for, and then we always... They always disappoint in a way, but this Croatia team, even if they haven't won maybe the A trophy that they deserve, because I think the final in 2018, the semi-final in 2022, this final again, they 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 certainly maybe deserved at least one one piece of silverware, but they they have maybe more of a like kind of a like a winning mentality maybe than the Serbian. The Serbians seem to implode at some points. Yeah, I'm not going into this minefield of Croatia versus no, Serbia. No, These so people that, get really you know I mean? like, For example, before, yeah. the, before the penalty shootout on Sunday night, right? Well, does Novak Djokovic have a winning mentality? No, he does. But I, then, then it's hard to explain why Croatia have been so successful without being successful and Serbia not. Right. With, with so much talent in the Serbia team too, for example. But before the penalty shootout on Sunday, Considering that Spain had lost to Italy at the Euros in the semi-final, to Morocco at the last 18, at, at the last 16 at the Euros, at to the Russia Cup, in 2018, to Russia in 2018, and uh, Croatia are the kings of pens, beating Brazil and Japan at the last World Cup. You know, this is, you would have felt okay, Croatia are going to win this, and I'm sure going into it, the Croatians felt like okay, we've been here before, let's do the same again, we, yeah. we're going to do it, and and this time they didn't, and it was the reverse where Spain finally. Finally won a penalty shootout that mattered, and Croatia didn't. I was struck, and if you haven't had a chance, go watch the penalty sequence, because it's mostly all really well-taken penalties. Um, and I was also struck by the number of penalties that went right under the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's not something, you know, normally you see the the, the, the the placing one or the other. We have to have a shout-out to Unai Simon. Yeah. Because, you know... Two really good saves. Two really good saves. And again, you can... You know, you used to say, oh, well, if you miss a penalty, it's always a miss, and it's never the goalkeeper saving it. I think when it comes to penalty shootouts, it's a more level playing field because yeah. you don't have specialists. I agree. If you're the specialist penalty taker and you don't score in a game, fine. But, you know, once you get to number four, five, six, those guys aren't necessarily specialists. Um, I think this this also really matters for, you know, to go back to what we said about Spain, for De La Fuente, establishing yeah. credibility. I am still left with the with the fact that this is still a team that produces so much talent in certain roles and so little talent in others. And I'm not just picking on you know the fact that they have to import center, uh, center backs, backs from France. From France yeah. yeah. Is, is, no, sorry, it's crazy. Hey, well, okay, fill me in. What's Lenormand's story? Is he? I, I know the Laporte story. Blah blah. Yeah, blah. similar similar for Lenormand to be fair. And I but just is he Basque too? 
He's not Basque, but he arrived very young at Real Sociedad. So it counts. Like very young is like, like, like he must have been at least 16. Otherwise, it would have been illegal for him to go to. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, probably believe 16 or maybe even a, a, a little bit later, maybe 17. But enough for him to qualify for, for Spanish passport and citizenship. So kind of like what we did with Georgie. Yes, exactly, like that. But, except, but younger, George, yeah. except we naturalize playmakers from Brazil and Spain have to naturalize Because otherwise they're left with Eric Garcia who clearly cannot play at that level. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I find it amazing that the two centre-backs are French and that they, <laughs> they love Spain, of course, and I think Spain has been very good to them, to welcoming them and etc., etc. Uh, but I remember seeing Emre Laporte the day that he kind of announced that he was going to go for Spain because he was snubbed so much by France. By Didier Deschamps. By, by somebody specifically who's a first yeah, name and a last name. Yeah. And he was gutted because I think originally both of them would have wanted to play for France. If you don't play for France or, or you can't play for your country, then obviously you look at other mm. options and it's completely fair to them and they love Spain and now they're completely integrated and they're even winning things. But yeah, I'm amazing because I'm like... Okay, with, Cal with Jordi Alba and Jesus Navas and Luna Simon, you speak, you speak Spanish, right? Fair enough. But between them, do you think that sometimes they're just like, it's easy to speak French just, just like that? I, like, I'm amazed. Or do they speak Spanish together? Yeah, I, I, would, I would assume. I, don't know. I would assume they probably speak Spanish just so they're, unless they're making fun of their teammates. But, you know. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, you think so. <laughs> Jesus Navas. First player ever to win the World Cup, the Euros, and the Nations League. Good for him. I know you don't like those kind of useless, pointless stats, mm -hmm. but I love them. Especially at his age, 37. And one thing very that bugged me on Sunday night, the Danny Carvajal penalty is not a panenka. He didn't win it on a panenka. It's a shot that is it's a soft touch that goes under the bar from what, to go back to the point that Gab, you were making earlier, but it's not a panenka. A panenka is a very specific way of taking your pen with a dink where the ball, where you deceive the goalkeeper. There's no deceiving in what Carvajal did. So for all the people who said, oh, no. great to win it on a panenka, sorry, it was not a panenka. Yeah, I think people use panenka for any and kind <laughs> of dink. And uh, listen, a few years ago, I went and I decided to go and speak to the person who invented yeah. the panenka. Uh, Panenka himself. I went to uh, Prague. We did a whole piece on him. We had him look at a bunch of uh, penalties on YouTube yeah. that were Panenkas, and he rated them and said, "No, this is this is not a Panenka. This is." And you know, there are certain very specific things about the the, the kind of run up that you take and so on for it to be a Panenka. And yes, this is most definitely no. not a Panenka. So no. please, just because it's a cool. But well done, Danny Carvajal, because you still have to go and win it for your for your, for your team. Well, it's a great. Pen. You know what's funny about Danny Carvajal? I'm so used to seeing him in a Real Madrid shirt that, like, seeing him in a Spain shirt. You didn't recognize I like, him. I was like, what, what's he doing? Like, why, why, what is he playing dress up? Like, no, <laughs> I, I know, I know. He plays in the Caps of Spain. You know, Nice Simon, just to finish, um, great saves, but even with the, the, the rule of you have to keep your feet on the line so you don't, yeah. you don't get a keeper that is a yard or two ahead of his line when the penalty is taken. He's got long legs to the point that you and you saw that on the, the Petkovic, yeah, yeah. The, the second save, the Petkovic one, where he's still a yard ahead of his line and yet he still has the other leg behind the line. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's taking it to another level. I think that's, the, but I think that's actually that's the technique that they will all develop, I guess. Yeah, I think that's actual technique and young goalkeepers out there. I, I wish Shaka was with us too because I'm sure mm. Shaka, well, Shaka yeah, does have yeah. long legs too. 
Because I remember, you see, do you see what I mean? Did you notice? Well, if you watched it on incredible. television, like it looked like the referee said, "Well, wait a minute." Yeah, 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 VAR, like he must have been off his line. Yeah. And I, I was watching on Italian TV, and the commentator's like, "Oh, they might have to take this again because you know he looked way off his line." Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, no, he's got this like one trailing Incredible. elastic leg behind him. Yeah, um, that was impressive. Anyway, fun game. I really enjoyed the Nations League. Yeah, me too. I'm also kind of glad that with me, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. senior men's football ended with that game. I know there's still some European. Ah, uh, you don't care left. about the under 21 Euros, no? I said senior men's football. Oh, okay, fine. Right? It's yeah. under 21 years is going to be pretty cool, I think. Yeah. So it starts France, this week. France cru- cruising for a bruising against Italy, yeah. methinks. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Under 20, under 20 World Cup vice champions. Thank yes, you. Of thank course. you. Yeah, thank you. You see, I'm wearing the shirt because you finally won something, as we will see in, the, in the, the quick hits. You won the little final of the Nations You know what's League. funny? The little is, final is still good. It's still a final that you won for yeah. once. So we won the little final. It was really funny is when people bring up the, oh, you won and finally won something, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the last major trophy we won was less than two years ago. True, true. Um, we live in a country that hasn't won Jack in the yeah. men's game yeah. since... 1966. 1966. Yeah, I know. Before we were born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time before we were born. Long time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com gab. Just go to Indeed.com gab. Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Enough Nations League somehow. Yeah. Uh, how about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. Now let's start with what Don and I talked about in your uh, absence on Thursday and what you may not want to talk about, Jules. Kylian Mbappe. My boy, Kylian. I just... I repeat what I said on the FC show uh, pretty much every day last week because that was right, a big say it again. point. I think he's a genius on the pitch, right? Footballing-wise, I mean. Mm-hmm. A player that you don't see very often again. To yes, go he's back pretty to good. Yes, talent. we agree with that. I think he's, uh, he's a masterclass off the pitch in terms of how smart he is. This is a win-win situation. For him to do that letter and send the letter now... The letter that was dated July 15th exactly, of the previous year. Of 2022. Uh, to make sure that everybody knew about the letter, of course, and everybody, pretty much everybody, or the people that mattered were briefed. Uh, to happen only, what, 10 days after Karim Benzema left Real Madrid mm-hmm. and that space became available there. It's just, for me, absolute genius because win-win in the sense that he can run his contract like he says he will and not extend and then be a free agent in the summer 2024 and literally have the world at his feet and he can pick the club that he wants. 
if PSG are not happy like, like they do, they are not happy and they're telling us they're not happy and sell him now, he knows that it's very likely that Real Madrid are going to come for him he's, if he's really available and on the market and that Real Madrid will come for him. So he will arrive as the Galactico signing, the heir to Karim Benzema. I'm sorry, Jude Bellingham. And Jude can say like, hey, I've never won the World Cup. I'm still only 19, you know. He's... I'm Robin, you're Batman. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, would, that, would, that would be a win. That would be a big yeah. W for Kylian as well. So I'll, whether you agree or not to the strategy and how he's doing it and his family is still, for me, pretty, I, pretty impressive. I refer back to that moment when he stood up Real Madrid. That moment in May 2022, 13 months ago, and if you remember, like, Nasser marches him out with that stupid shirt that said 2025. When we all knew it wasn't 2025. We all knew it wasn't. And I told you on this very show, there is no way he signs up for three years. But but, but PSG, like, the shirt, like, yeah, he could put 2099 on the shirt. (laughs) <laughs> he's smart and his contract so was two smart. years plus one year but one and, that can only trigger himself which only it's the option yeah. for him yeah. now there is one I think important thing to say here and, and I've got a column coming out in this while he played everything right in normal circumstances he's beyond normal circumstances I don't think he can go anywhere other. I think there's only two outcomes to this I think either like he did last time he extends a Paris Saint-Germain at the 11th hour yeah. or he goes to Real Madrid I don't see any other outcome. I don't see any other club in Europe being able to make the financial commitment and being able to to fit him into the team. And I know it would be cool if we saw an Mbappe-Holland partnership, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Pep wants to deal with this. I think Mbappe's people wouldn't go for it because of the uncertainty of what happens with Pep after 2025, the uncertainty over the, um, over, over the financial sustainability rules, violations, the investigation, all this stuff. So... I, 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 it's, it's ironic that having done everything correctly, right? You said he's the world of his feet. He doesn't really, unless he wants to go hang out in Saudi Arabia with Benzema, no, but unless he wants to go in the like, summer 2024. It's different. If you don't have to pay a transfer fee for him. If you still have to commit those kinds of numbers to him. But he, he won't be paid the same as Pierre. Nobody can pay him the wages that he's on now. I think he knows that. So even though Real Madrid, Real Madrid well, cannot pay that. Unless he takes a pay cut. Yeah, if he takes yeah, a pay cut, then a pay cut. maybe he'll go to Bayern and join the Bayern project. That, that's Bayern pro- but project. You, any clubs but in it's Europe. interesting, though. He doesn't have the leverage that you would have in normal circumstances because the market is so polarized, because Chelsea are so messed up right now, because Barcelona are financially and Juventus are financially yeah, yeah. imploded, because Manchester United have the uncertainty over the sale. So it's weird. Like If it is this summer... There's really only two ways that this ends up. But I think, and even next summer, there aren't many more, I think. But if he's Real Madrid, he'd be very happy with that. Oh, yeah, well. no, no. Works, you know, out so Works out for him. That's the thing. Italy beat Holland 3-2 for third place in the Nations League. Hands the shirt again. And, mm-hmm. you know, they won the little final. For once, they won the final. Gab, how about Di Marco Carlos, though? I love it. Oh, he's tired. Interplayed a bazillion he's games like 60, this season. Yeah, right? And what does he do? Like, still needs to work in his defending. But, look, I'm so happy to see him. I, I, I love the hair and everything. Ezra Holland, uh, you weren't here to pick on the Dutch guy. No, I can do it now. Yeah, you can pick on Van, Van Dijk, too, if you want. Yeah, of course, yeah. The, Honestly, oh. like Federico Chiesa's step over is like the sl- I'm happy for Chiesa score. Yeah, it's the slowest step over in the world. What's going on with Virgil? I, <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. But the Dutch guy is dreadful. He needs a break. <clears throat> yeah. 
Joe's another one of your favorite subjects. Davi De Gea is not oh. on Manchester United's retained list, nope. which means he's a free agent on June 30th, though they are trying to persuade him to accept a new deal with a wage cut of nearly 50%. Yeah, but I think this is, this is logical. This is what we expected until he signs. If he does sign a new deal... I think there's fears that he might not sign a new deal and, you know... To fears or hopes? But, um, for me, hope. <laughs> maybe for the club fears. Yeah, and they're going to spend all their money on Jordan Pickford. Yeah. And speaking of that retained list, Gabby, Mason Greenwood, he's on the list himself, though. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. It's a process you have to go through. He has a deal through 2025. Exactly. Manchester United said... Okay, criminally you've been cleared, but we're going to go and do our own investigation, which yeah. has now been going on for about like six months. Who knows when it's going to end? And they're going to establish whether they feel that Mason Greenwood is fit to represent their yeah, club. The but until that happens, of course, you've got a contract. You've got to stick with it. The Saudi spending spree continues. Plenty of reports that N'Golo Kante will sign a four-year deal Worth around $25 million a season. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, at his age as well, uh, he was a bit indecisive because I think he feels like going to Saudi now would, would be the end of his international career. Really? I thought it was when he didn't play the last two years. But try. No, but like if he stays in Europe <laughs> and then goes back to full fitness, then I think Deschamps would definitely call him up for the Euros. If he goes to Saudi, I think he knows... There's not no chance, but it's, it's far more limited for him to be with the national team again. We saw Blaise Matuidi going to MLS, for example, uh, and never come back for the national team. So I think it would be quite similar. That's why he hesitated for a long time. Now the contract on the table at his age is just unbelievable. So I think he will take it and partner Karim Benzema for Ali Tihaz. I'm, I was going to say well done to him. I'm not even sure if, it's, if that's what I want to say. You know? yeah, no, it's not what I want to say, no. I would have loved to see him a bit more in Europe, but anyway. And the Saudis, obviously, Gabi, like spending money in West London because there are reports that they've made serious inquiries about Hakim Ziyech, Romelu Lukaku, Edouard Mendy and Khalidou Koulibaly at Chelsea. Gab and Lacante, those players are still under contract. They're not free agents and they would need a transfer fee, which I guess would be a blessing for Chelsea, right? Yeah, and so there's different, there's different layers to this. Like, first of all, I think I'm correct in saying um, all four of these guys are, are Muslims. Um, yeah. And so maybe they're, I, I believe Lukaku is as well. So mm, I, I, yeah. I, maybe they're trying to leverage that. Well, maybe not Lukaku. Maybe not yeah, Lukaku. The other three. Well, funny enough, Lukaku saying like, no, 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 I'm, I'm staying in Europe. The other three supposedly are considering the situation. This has drawn, um, this has drawn some criticism and some skepticism because Todd Bowley obviously has a lot of business uh, in, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He's partnered into like a hotel chain um, where the other partner, I believe, is a public investment fund of, yep. of Saudi Arabia. Um, clearly, themselves, who own the other 60% of Chelsea, um, people made a big deal of the fact that, you know, Saudi Arabia, uh, again, I, th I think it is PIF and maybe another fund as well, are investors in, in Clear Lake. Clear, Although, yeah. What I want to say on that one is I believe Clear Lake managed something like 300 billion in assets and nobody has more than 5%. So yeah. I, the leverage there, that's a slight stretch perhaps. But I think we are getting to a situation where if there is something slightly untoward uh, going on, and there's no, there's no suggestion there might be. It's going to depend on, on the numbers and whatever else that are thrown out there. There's nothing wrong with Todd Bowley saying, oh, look, I know a bunch of rich people in Saudi Arabia. The Saudis are spending a ton of money on their football league. Yeah, I have all these guys who I want yeah, to shift. Of course. Uh, 
Let me talk to them and see if they want to come and pay. There's, there's, and he, he's doing the right thing there. I think down the road, when we get into these situations where these, these funds are interlinked and so on, we need to, we're going to need to have the tools to go and have oversight and, and, and regulate this. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think football has the tools to do that right now, uh, both at UEFA level, despite their best effort, and and, and at Premier League level as well. So I think that's the question mark. Of these guys, I hope Lukaku stays in Europe. Mendy, I hope, I, I hope Koulibaly does too. All of them stay, I hope. I mean, Mendy I could care less about because nah, he he's my boy, so I care about him. But I think he has got. He's, they all have more to give in Europe than going to Saudi in, in what we still see as pre-retirement, to be fair. Back to Paris Saint-Germain, Jules. Speaking of pre-retirement. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Luis Enrique appears to be your next boss. So listen, this could be a disaster. And I think we both <laughs> know it because Luis Enrique is not always easy to work with. has this strong He's character. a bit different. He's a bit different. Strong personality, no compromising. Like we saw Pochettino do, for example, even Tuchel to a certain extent. I mean, the Marseille guy, I don't even want to talk about him. Luis Enrique, there will be none of that. But it could also be exciting. It could work well on the pitch. The style of football, we like it. Um, I think he can, he can shake off this dressing room with the new players coming in. He can certainly tell the club to sell some of the current players in the dressing room that he doesn't want to work with. So I think right. this could be good as well. And then they can't sell them and then Neymar shows up at training and Luis Enrique is like, ah, well. Wow, I know, yeah. but when were, when were Neymar's best years? Under which managers? Under Luis Enrique? Yeah, that's It's an interesting experiment. It, put it, it would be great. It would be great. But yeah, it could be disastrous as good as it could be uh, amazing too. With all the Saudi spending, UFA president Alexander Seferin doesn't seem to be worried, Gab. No, he's not worried about the primacy of the Champions League vis-a-vis whatever is being offered in Saudi. I thought it was interesting when he said, I think it's mainly a mistake. And sometimes yeah. Seferin can be really blunt. Because I think he's saying what a lot of us think. Like, this is not how you build a league, by bringing a bunch of older players, That's however true. big superstars they are. And by the way, there's only so many superstars. So once you get beyond Cristiano and Messi, yeah. I'm sorry, N'Golo Conte is great a player as he is. Nobody's buying a ticket. Like, oh, I really need to see N'Golo Conte. True. You know, um, I, so... He said like, really like a China a few years ago. Remember when China brought all yeah. those players back? Or like MLS back in the day. True. You know, like, did David Beckham turn MLS into success or was it actually spending on stadiums that people want to go to yeah. and so on? So um, I think it's like, I, I'm happy when people, are, when people are honest and direct. And in this case, Jeffrey was honest and direct. Yeah. Arsenal aren't Saudi. Not yet, anyway. But they're splashing <laughs> cash too, Jules. Fabrizio Romano says they've agreed personal terms with the best on earth, Kai yeah. Havertz. And they're also pursuing Declan Rice. And maybe Thomas Partey's on his way. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for Declan Rice, we knew he was the main target, to be fair. They've had the, the bid rejected. I expect them to go back with a, an improved bid, of course. I think for Havertz, it's a quite fascinating one because... We said that they needed a number nine and that they needed a, a prolific striker that Gabriel Jesus isn't. And you can spread the goals between Martinelli and Trossa and Saka and Jesus and right. all you want. To go for a, a profile that's a bit similar to, to the one of Gabriel Jesus in the sense that Havertz is not a prolific number nine, like, like pure goal scorer, finisher. Um, but more a player that can play with versatility, different position, that can score goals and will score goals. Maybe they're just seeing instead of having one 40-goal-a-season 40, 40 striker, 
Again, they spread between Harvest, Gabriel Jesus, the wingers, etc., players from midfield, or the guard as well. And if you get 12 goals from all of them, then I think this is the idea. You know my thoughts on this. Uh, I love Kai Havertz personally. Kai Havertz isn't, you know, the, the people that we pray, we, two of the guys we praise the most, Kareem Benzema and Harry Kane over the last couple of years, are both people who contribute assists and goals. Yeah. That's what Kai Havertz does. Yeah. Uh, this idea that everybody needs to be, you know, Alan Shearer, Gabriel Batistuta, I think is gone. I think Kai Havertz has a lot to give, and yeah. I think he's been scapegoated. I agree. Meanwhile, Real Madrid are getting themselves a new striker. Gab, is it weird to you though that they're taking a 33-year-old Jose Lu on loan from relegated Espanyol? He scored 16 goals last year on a team that was relegated. Yeah. You can get him for, for nothing alone for one year. Yeah. No, it's not weird because right now... But he's not your starter, right? You don't well, start Jose Lu. You don't start your season as Real Madrid with Jose Lu in. Right now, I don't even know who Real Madrid's center forward is, right? I mean, you, if they had to play a game tomorrow, I don't know if Borja Mayoral is gone too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mariano, finally, right? Mariano. Uh, I know. Is it Rodrigo? I, yeah, no, by all Get a body in. He's a good yeah. backup. He can do a job for you. And we need to get past this idea that, oh, it's somehow dirty taking people on loan. No, no, it's fine. Take him on loan for a season. It's a win-win if he contributes. Maybe maybe he contributes off the bench. Maybe you decide to keep him another season after that. I got no problem with no, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think times have changed. But he's the Mariano Save the money for Mbappe. Yeah, exactly. He's not Benzema. Don't mention him and Mariano in the same no, no. sentence. Just stop it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million dollar stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash G-A-B-J-U-L-S now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels. Napoli have a successor to Luciano Spalletti. It's your boy, oh, Rudy Garcia, wow. who he last saw looking after Cristiano Ronaldo and Al Nasser. The king of job interviews. I mean, how he got this one is, I find incredible. So I know his reputation is still high in Italy for the work they did at Roma. Great, of course. Missing out on the title, but just about. Uh, and remember, he had those, like, what was it, 10 wins in the first 10 games of the season or something crazy like that. or Incredible run. So, Great. Yeah, but since then, he's been in Marseille. Dreadful. He's been in Lyon. Dreadful. In Al Nasser. Dreadful. I mean, like, I... I, I he did and well I, at Lille, though. Yeah, of course. Like, like 10 years ago. <laughs> I just... But you know what? It's, I think he's, he's really, really good. And that's... I think, tactically, he's a, he's, a good, he's a good manager. There's no doubt. But he's very good at seducing people. He's, he charms people. He's, he's a handsome talker. man. When he wears the tight shirt that yeah. shows off like how fit he is, even at his age. So I, for me, that's he must have sweet talk 
Like, you know, uh, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, De Laurentiis to get that job. I mean, I wish him good luck, of course. And this is a team, if you don't lose too many of your best set, and so far, what Kim, I think, is going to go, but you might keep everybody else, which would be great. But, wow, I've just said, yeah. Why did it not work out with him and Cristiano and Al Nasser? Is it because, like, they were debating over who had better abs? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was just that... The seducing <laughs> bit, the charming bit didn't work with Cristiano, who obviously, you know... Sees uh, through him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Globo in Brazil reports that they still expect Carlo Ancelotti to be the national team head coach. It might just take a little while, Gabby. Yeah, this, the, the report... So, O Globo is, I think, one of the two most serious, respected institutional newspapers in Brazil. Right? Yeah. So, this isn't a flag. It's, no, yeah. Uh, I think O Globo and Folha de Sao Paulo are the two, the two big ones, if memory serves. And they said that the FA still think that Carlo Ancelotti is going to come. Right. Just not going to come this summer, perhaps. They're saying he might come at Christmas. It's like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> they expect him to be sacked? I don't know. <laughs> or next summer, which I, I think... think so would, a whole year with an interim head coach then? You mean you're in Brazil. What do you care? I mean, I suppose you have a Copa America yeah, to, to prepare, prepare for, for, but he can arrive just in time for the Copa America, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it's an odd one, um, but they seem very convinced. What we do know about Carlo Ancelotti is he went home to Canada, yeah. and I believe he was at the USA-Canada he game did. Uh, he did. He last was. night to watch a bit of Jonathan David yeah. and a bit of Fonzie. Yeah. And I think, um, I think Jonathan David is definitely a guy that, they're big on if they can if they think they can get him and if they miss out on their top target. Yeah, who might may or may not be killing Mbappe. Might not be. Might not be killing. Oh, by the way, I'm Mbappe. We talked about this earlier. It just really bugs me. Sorry, I mean, this is a big digression. But no, whatever, no, no. it's our show. I can we, we can digress. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. All those people who say like, well, they can't sign Mbappe because Mbappe and Vinicius play the same position. Can we just address this for a second? Yeah, because I think... And then Mbappe doesn't one. want to play through the middle. Okay, so Mbappe will play anywhere around Madrid to start with. Will play anywhere with Vinicius, Rodrigo, whoever is up front with him. Expecting, I think, a very fluid environment anywhere. We saw Karim Benzema also likes drifting onto the left. He's, he's done it all his career, even when Cristiano was playing on the left-hand side. And that worked really, really well. There's no reason why Mbappe and, and Vinicius could not do this, or the same or something similar. What's true, however, is that Kylian prefers playing with a, with a centre-forward with him, with a proper number nine, whether that's Giroud or... Or um, Messi or Neymar. Co- <laughs> oh, no, like a proper number nine. Right. Like, hence, the, do you remember the, um, the controversy back in November, back in September, before the World Cup, about the pivot and yeah. playing with France with the pivot, i.e. Giroud, and not, not a PSG, where he was the pivot and he was the number nine, the centre-forwards. That's for sure he prefers that. However, if you said to him, hey, you can play with Rodrigo Vinicius up front with Real Madrid, he goes like, okay, no problem, we'll make it work, don't worry. It's also, there is no rule that Real Madrid have to play 4-3-3 no, exactly. forever. They can no. play a front two. They can, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah, ways around things. it. Yeah, Thank you. Completely, okay, completely. Right. just want to be clear on that. No, we had the first major non-free agent signing by the Saudi Pro League. Uh, yeah. Ruben Neves is on his way to El Hilal for $55 million. Wow. Wow. Jules, that is a ton, considering just one year left on his contract. Also, there was a story saying that he had committed to Barcelona, which is kind of like Barcelona can't commit to anybody right now no. until they get the all-clear, so it was yeah. kind of irrelevant. And especially not for that amount of money. I mean, they're even struggling for Zubimendi, so let alone Ruben Neves. Um, He's still quite young, so it's not like a 
one year left. Yeah, one year left with you know, 34 years old or whatever. I am flabbergasted by this move, I have to say, from a Ruben Neves point of view, right? Because I, you would think that come on, the player that he is, there will be clubs in Europe, big clubs in Europe, right. would be keen on a, you know, on a, on a signing like him. Mm. Then obviously Uncle George is involved, and Uncle George is the guy who brought Neves to the championship. So maybe it's not surprising that then he takes him to Saudi Arabia. And Uncle George's agency yeah. is owned, is part owned by. by the same dude who owns Wolves, yeah. who has written off a huge amount of money yeah. and who's having difficulty getting his money out of China. I, this is exactly what we talk about. I, yeah. I, I don't know Ruben Neves. I like him as a player, whatever. I seriously wonder to what degree I- the sense of loyalty or whatever. This, the, 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 I mean... This is complete nonsense. Ruben Neves is a puppet for George Mendes. He's a complete right? puppet. But, but it's incredible when you're such, such an amazing player. And he's really good. He's a really, really good player. He's not okay. He's not. He's not Ricosta. He's, no, no, he's, 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 he's a really a good player. He's a good player. And what? You just accept. This is I, what you I accept. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I, I have my thoughts on Wolves from the start. And I got a lot of abuse for it. I think it's absolutely shameful. The, the Premier League allowed the situation to continue. It's not illegal. I'm no, not no, saying no. you're not doing anything illegal, but you know they can do what they like within the law. The law allows them to do this, but I have every right to say this is bad. It's bad for football and whatever. If you want to go, if you want to go to Al-Khilal, oh, knock yeah. yourself out. I'm just making a lot of money. Maybe look, maybe at Wolves, maybe never made a lot of money at Wolves because it was Uncle George's club, right? So who knows, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe maybe he's got, I don't know. I'd I be mean, curious to know how much the commission on the transfer for Uncle George is on those 55 you know, million dollars. You hope at some point the Saudis kind of realize, and, and this is a big theme in the Gulf and stuff. Yes, we have to pay top money. But I think some of these guys, I hope that they're being smart about not getting ripped off because I, every indicator I'm not an expert on it but I've spoken to enough people who are because I think what's going to happen is at some point the person who's bankrolling all of this mm. i.e. Yeah. Mohammed bin Salman is going to be yeah. like guys okay so yeah we have a lot of money and we spent 10 billion or whatever it is on this and that and that what do we get in return oh look we got this guy who's played two games in the previous two years and can't run and nobody wants to pay to watch him play because he defends a midfielder. We got yeah. this, other, this other dude who's 36 years old. We paid how much money to Messi for him not coming here? Yeah. Uh, how are we going to get a return on this? No return? Okay, fine. Guess what? Y'all are out of a job now. You too with the golf if you don't shape up, which, by the way, for me, not this is a golf show, but I think it's a big part of the reason why they did the merger. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. at some point, chickens come home to roost. This is not... Mohammed bin Salman being personally invested because he's a big football fan. He didn't care about that. He thinks no, he's I, doing I, it because he thinks it. it benefits him. Yeah. So you have to show. So you have to square these numbers at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. The Jan Kuluzewski's move to Tottenham has, has been made permanent. Gab, they're paying around thirty million euros to Juventus. I think they actually, and it shows you what situation Juventus are in because I think they actually negotiated the um, the fee down to make it permanent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, 23 years old. I think he's a good signing for them. I think Juve need the money right now. They are really desperate. Um, 
I think for that that kind of fee for a guy who's really yeah, I really think that good. is really really good, Sorry, and it'll be really interesting to see how how Ange Postecoglou uses him. Yeah. Sky Germany report that Thomas Tuchel really wants Kyle oh, Walker. Oh, Kyle Walker! And he's seriously thinking about it. Uh, now the guy reporting is a guy named Florian Plattenberg, who's yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a very respected well. guy, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 very much so. I, I don't understand this at all, but you Why? tell me he's a good Jew. What do I understand? Why? Yeah. What, from a Kyle Walker point of view or from a Bayern Munich point of view? From a Kyle Walker point of view, you've got a year left on your contract. Uh, you want an experience in Germany. I've got no issue with it. From a Bayern point of view. So you're going to lose Pavard. Uh-huh. Probably. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. no, but, no but you need to replace players that you still lose, right? right. Pavard, who's a centre-back, playing right back, but whatever, yeah. You're going to lose Lucas Hernandez. Probably. Again, Lucas Hernandez is always injured. So I already Kim, lost him, right? You're signing Kim. Mm-hmm. But Kim is going to, is, has a cost. He's not going to play right back, I know. No, no, but right. it's going to cost that he's higher than Kyle Walker with a year left on his contract. At 33 years old, there's potentially a really good bargain to get there. From, from a Bayern point of view, you get a very versatile player, still really fit, really good, with experience, trouble winner this season. Sure. Go for Do it. Do we expect Tuchel to play a back three next year? I think I think he could be tempted. Maybe not in every game, but yeah, or maybe move back three, back four, kind of hybrid defense. So I have three center back. Even if Lucas Hernandez goes, my bad. Lucas Hernandez, when he was there, he wasn't there, so it doesn't really matter. But I still have Upamecano, Delict, and and Kim, and Kim coming yeah. in, right? Yeah. So I have my three center backs. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have a German Croatian dude who's actually really really good? In Stanisic? Yeah, you can play, but yeah, you can play as yeah. centre-back. Do I have Masrawi as well? No, forget the centre-back, whatever, right? I have him. I have Masrawi. But what, what, what do I need to spend money on Kyle Walker for? Unless Kyle Walker really wants to come and, you know, doesn't take a lot of money no, or whatever. If it's a cheap deal, if it's not an expensive deal... Yeah, like I the Gabriel Jesus deal was cheap. And the, no, I think I, you make it. I, I, I think... I, I, if it was a free transfer and Kyle Walker wanted experience and it's great that Tuchel really loves him... He's not going to make your team worse, but I do wonder if you're going to play three at the back, Kyle Walker, wing back in the Bundesliga makes no, 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 no sense. Okay, no, if you then play, maybe a, you play Stanisic, then you can play Walker as a centre back, you can play him in the back four, flat back. But four. I already have three centre backs, so I spent a lot of money on. Do I need like a, a fourth centre back? But like, I don't understand. This, He's a great player. I just don't think in this club, unless you want to play with, unless you want to play a flat back four and have Walker as your right back and be like, okay, you chase the, the, the when that's, we play yeah, Vinicius. Exactly. That's a possibility. That's fine. Is he a better right back than Pavard? Even if Pavard I, I just expect more from Thomas Tuchel. Oh, and I don't, fi- I don't feel, that, is he better than Pavard? I know, but if you spend, yes, a, yes. Yeah, but if you spend 100 million on your striker and what, 50 on Kim, you can't spend another 50 on the right back and go and get... I don't know. I, 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 I'm just no, surprised. See, That's I, 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 I don't think it's a bad idea. Let's put it that way. Fatma Samura will be stepping down from her position as Secretary General of FIFA. Gab, what's her legacy? So theoretically, she's supposed to be the, or she was supposed to be the second most powerful person yeah. within FIFA. Uh, a lot of people are going to say that uh, her legacy is going to be close to zero because she was not very public. Uh, she gave almost no press conferences. I don't think she did any policies yeah. uh, when she was there. Certainly didn't seem to drive any policies. Um, you know, part of that is Johnny Infantino's personalities, like, yeah, I'm the boss, I'm micromanaging this and that, and he's involved in everything. So people are going to say she should have done more, and I think she could have done more. I was disappointed she didn't do more because she came in with a big reputation. I think the legacy that having at the top of it, and, and I think maybe one day it'll be normal. It's not normal now. And she was a trailblazer because she is 
she's a woman mm-hmm. and she's a woman from Africa um, and she's a woman of color. Uh, all these three things yeah, together yeah, yeah. mean that she has already broken down a wall simply by being there. Why is she stepping down? Do we know? Is the, uh, do we know the real reason or is that a reason even? She came from outside football. I think she's done her time there. Um, I don't think she's being driven out because she didn't upset anybody when no, she no, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. She didn't... Um, It'll be interesting to see how it passes. I, I haven't had any specific insight. Maybe it's just kind of the old like new challenges thing. But again, it is important that a, 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 a glass ceiling has been shattered. I hope whoever replaces them yeah. will be more proactive than, than what she was. Or, yeah. or will be given the opportunity to be more yeah, proactive. Yeah, yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The U.S. men's national team have won the CONCACAF Nations League. They beat Canada 2-0 last night after defeating Mexico 3-0 in an ill-tempered semifinal. Mm. And Jules... Flo Balogun scores his first goal. Yeah, exactly. On his second start, he started against Mexico, was good, didn't score. Uh, did against Canada in a game where I thought, especially in the first half, the US were quite impressive in the, the, the quick transition forward, for example. Scored two early goals, early goals. Well, the first one certainly. Joe Reyna, shining. Maybe he's the new uh, dyed hair. No, as you say, like. Bleached hair. Bleached hair that he no, had. I think it's like because Eminem. he's trying to be in disguise so nobody thinks it's him. Oh. And, because he's upset enough people. It's like Michelle Rayner. Um, <laughs> you know, or like Antoine Griezmann, maybe that's the inspiration, I don't know. Uh, but that was good. That was good. The, the, you know, the very attacking team because you had Aronson, Rayner and Musa in midfield and you had obviously uh, Pulisic and, and Balogun and Tim Weah up front. So very attacking team against Canada. They didn't have much of the ball. Destin McKenney suspended, of course, yes, after the semi-final. Exactly, after what happened in the semis, which is our next question. But... This is good. And considering that the, the head coach, that's another next question, is not even back yet. I, you know, this is positive, certainly. Yeah, Canada, good side. So. Yeah, good side. We're the strongest team, too. And speaking of that US and Mexico semifinal, Gabby, it had to be abandoned a few minutes from time. What happened? So it's the usual um, chant that has been been yeah. talked about so long, which is it's um, it, it's, a, it's a discriminatory chant because it contains uh, homophobic uh, references. Um, this is a classic situation where they they apply the the protocol first yeah. step where they make the announcement saying all right stop with the chant. Second step, they suspend the game. Third step, they abandon the game. Um, I don't see how you can deal with this other. Than with a protocol, yeah, because people say, "Oh, it gives you two chances to be racist." I'm like, "No, it doesn't," because you know what? You then still face further consequences yeah. afterwards in terms of your individual. You get, you can get banned and so on. So that's that's a dumb thing that dumb people say who don't understand <laughs> how this works. Um, however, this is a reminder. In a game like this, you're a Mexico fan. And yeah, it was the Mexican fans. It was Mexican saying, fans, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a Mexican fan in Las Vegas, right? Maybe you live in Vegas or in California or whatever. You go to the game. You're losing three now. It's 9v9. There's two minutes left. You're angry because you're losing. 
to the chant. See if you can get the game abandoned. What, what, what yeah, possible yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. counter incentive would you have? And this is one of the risks. And again, I don't know how you solve it. Yeah. But this is what we're talking about when with the abandonment in general, and this is why it's not a one step protocol, is you can't hand the initiative for the game over to the fans. You have yeah. to find a way to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen. Um, uh, we just have a bunch of crappy and perfect solutions right now yeah. is, is the reality of it. Yeah, that's true. More United States. Their new manager is the same as their old manager, <laughs> Mr. 3G, Greg Berhalter. He's Your thoughts, back. Jules? Yeah, he's back. I mean, it's been a long process, let's be honest here. They had to, uh, they also appointed what, general manager for the, for the U.S. men uh, national team. And then I think they contacted a lot of managers, head coaches around the world, Patrick Vieira, for example. I think they had a lot of candidates. I think a lot of people were really interested in the job. I think a lot of people within the game sees this job as a very interesting job with a lot of potential from this generation, from the World Cup being on home soil in 2026. All of that. And I guess through the process, they realized that they felt the best candidate was Greg Berhalter, who also wanted his old job back. And we know that we're not going to go back on why, uh, we know what happened when, he, when his contract came to an end after the 2022 World Cup. So I, we like him. We said him. We, we, we're quite transparent here. We like the guy. Um, he did a good I, job at the World Cup. Could have been better, of course. And that last 16 game, we felt a little bit of a... Bit of taste in the mouth because he didn't really feel like they, they played the way they, they could have or should have. But I think he deserves another go. Six months wasted with yeah, this nonsense because, because somebody throws a, an absolute hissy fit. Somebody goes and reports no. garbage from many years ago. And we have to, he has to be put through this. They wait six months. I know, yeah, but it's a process though. You talk about it's a, completely, a completely unnecessary no, process. No, maybe it was, completely but they had to go un- through it. They did not have to go through it. They could have said, they, 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 I mean, I, I don't know. If, if they feel better about it, hey, look, are you right? In some ways, you're right, because I think they also cleaned house of a lot of people. Yeah. The new technical director, a lot of people who've been there a long time, the incestuous nature of U.S. football, whatever. I'm happy for Greg that he's got a chance to, to come back yeah. and, and, and prove his worth again. Um, but you do have a tremendous sense of loss of six months yeah, for that sure. were wasted. But that, what, what I want to know now is what happens with the Reina family. When Beholter comes back, we saw Joe Reina doing really well. In, he played only the first half against Canada, doing really well. What, what's the mindset here? What's the, the mentality? Do, you, do they get on again? You know, do, they, do they not uh, speak? I, I don't know. I think as far as Gio and the manager is concerned, and I, I think that he's a professional. They're both professionals. Um, I think, I, I don't believe, I don't know for a fact, I don't believe Greg Berhalter said anything in private that, or said anything in that meeting that he got in so much trouble yeah, for yeah. that he didn't speak to him about yeah, yeah. in person, you know, in face to face. So I don't think any of this is going to be new to him. Um, I think Claudio's been a pro. I think hopefully he takes a step back, and hopefully that's a bridge that can be rebuilt. But look, Claudio Reina is not playing; he's too old. Yeah, yeah. You could probably use him if he could still play a little bit. But yeah, he's, yeah, he ain't probably, playing yeah. now. So I think he's better off. You realize he's better off inside the tent. I think the relationship with the mom. Mm, yeah, that's that's, that's difficult. Yeah. That's difficult given what 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 they put Greg yeah. and his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Rules for signing foreign players in the Premier League and in the Championship are changing, Gab. Yeah, that's right. Well, you remember post-Brexit, they could no longer, um, before that, with the European Union Freedom of Movement, they could take players um, from the continent from the age of 16, and they said, oh, we're going to have requirements because we don't want to stifle English talent. 
No, come back the other way. Like, <laughs> okay, everybody can uh, sign actually, up to two players. There's no rules. I mean, they have to be 18 because yeah. those are FIFA rules. Um, one of the clubs pushing for this were Brighton. So Brighton say, look, we identify these really good players, but they don't satisfy the work permit relationship yeah. requirements yet because maybe they've only played a couple times because maybe maybe people even in France don't know how good they are yeah. or Belgium or whatever. But we know how good they are. Um which begs the question, why don't you just send them to Union Saint-Gilloise then? But exactly. Anyway, uh, I think they're going back and, and creating their own rules. I don't know if this is going to be damaging to young English talent. Um, but that's a good thing for the leagues, right? For the championship, for the Premier League? Or? It is. It's a bad team for the rest of Europe because you're going to get yeah. lower transfer fees because they're getting these guys younger. But then my argument to them is do a better job scouting what's on your doorstep. Sure. Yeah. You know, most, of these, most of these guys that we pra praise at Brighton, most of them were not under 21 internationals no, 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 highly yeah, touted yeah, youngsters. Yeah. So if they can do a job scouting, hey, everybody else, get good at it. Yeah. Don't just rely on agents. Yeah. Brazil beat Guinea 4-1 in a friendly, but Jules, but the news is in their kit, right? It's in the kit, it's in the shirt, the whole black shirt. Uh, of course, com compared to the usual bright yellow or sometimes blue um, shirt that Brazil had, whether it's their home or away. This was very different, of course. It was uh, a sign of protest, we can put it like that, or you know, solidarity. Showing solidarity towards what Vinicius has gone through and, and you know, players of colour overall. I think it was a, a much a global message than just for Vinicius and, and Brazil and yeah and I like I like that a lot I like that they take those uh, decisions that they go for things like that to 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 mark the occasion and to say like listen we're all together in this with this the, the game in itself was completely irrelevant I mean Joel Hinton scored so like what okay but I, I think this was you know those kids we will remember the black kids the, the, the one time that Brazil playing a black kid we, we will know forever what it was for when it was yeah. etc and I think this is what it was intending to do and speaking of Vinicius Gab FIFA have asked him to lead a special FIFA anti-racism committee made up made up of, of players is this just reformative what was the should we talk you about, about it a little bit on Thursday when just as the news broke and now we found out more details about yeah. it. Um, I, first of all, FIFA have reached out to Vinicius and he has agreed to do this. It's not like people are making Vinicius do this. No, right? no, yeah, yeah. I think it's really important that FIFA listen to players, um, first and foremost, uh, and that's the listening part. Um, the players don't want to talk. Some players may not want to talk about it, but the ones who want to talk about it. Um, but still... What FIFA can actually do is limited. They can join into legal actions against clubs or entities in, in different regions mm -hmm. who are found guilty. Maybe they're not punished enough or whatever. Other than that, they have limited jurisdiction. So it's good that they're listening, but I think, and the messaging is there, but in terms yeah. of action, like I said before, this has got to come from the leagues yeah. and the clubs. Yeah. Pep Guardiola has lost another assistant. Yay. My boy Enzo Manesca is the new Leicester City boss. It is indeed, Gabby, in the championship. Him who obviously went to Parma, for example, where it was not really... Yeah, good. Wrong uh, time. Didn't really do well indeed. Uh, this time has another go at it. Uh, from, from what we hear, very impressive with the players, with Pep, 
the tactical side of things, the, the man management side of things as well. So it'd be very good to see in what is a very difficult league in the championship, how he does, who he has in his squads, what kind of, who, who he loses in the summer, James Madison, Harvey Barnes, those kind of players, and who he can rely and try to rebuild on next season. But it's a, it's a big job, but like... It's, he's a smart guy. Like, there's yeah. something different about him. I remember when he was, I think he was 16, he moved to West Brom. Uh, and that's yeah. where he started playing his career from, from Italy and later, of course, went to Spain. And he's, he was a phenomenal footballer yeah, who should have been really much good. better. Um, yeah, yeah. Is he the most... Is he the best footballer out of Pep's former Ooh. assistants? Is Maresca uh, better than Arteta? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one. But the greatest sportsman out of all of Pep's former assistants yeah, is Manel. Is what? He's Manel Estiarte. He's like right hand Estiarte, of course. Yeah, the yeah, water yeah, polos. Yeah. The Messi of water polo. I know. Incredible. I think we could call him greater than Messi, the Maradona of water polo. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Estiarte actually speaks and says things and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Very, very special. The Daily Mail reports that the Premier League have stopped Chelsea uh, from signing a sponsorship deal with Parman Plus. Gab, why? Because they're stupid. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't want to make fun of this, right? But so Paramount Plus, I'm led to believe, are a streaming platform. They are indeed, yeah. Like yeah. ESPN Plus and yeah. whatever. And in some countries, I'm led to believe they have they they have football rights. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do not have football rights, as far as I know, in the United Kingdom. They don't. And yet. Oh no, this might upset BT Sport and Sky who currently have the the rights in the UK because they're advertising a different streaming service in a different... I think you can even get Paramount Plus on Sky like for the movies and series. Yeah, but not in, for... In no, you can. But, but not for sports. But yeah. not for sports. No. So they're not competing. No. So why? It seems... It Is just it seems really o- because of that? That they... It's a, like what, what according to the Daily Mail, it's like, oh no, they don't want to upset Sky and BT Sport or TNT Sport. What? It will soon be known. I don't even think they even bother asking. I don't see why they would care. And like you said, yes, you can get you can, so there must be some absence of agreement with Sky of already. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just dumb. But Paramount Plus, of course, they were on the inter shirts for the Champions League final, final. Yeah, after um, the digital bits uh, disappeared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time to talk Messi hey. and Cristiano. We've got the whole show, we haven't mentioned oh, them yet. Oh, yeah. Well, we did in the Estiarte question, and yeah. we did in the, in the Rudy Garcia, because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They pervade everything. But everywhere. So they played for Argentina. I'm going to create a Messi-Cristiano parallel again. Yeah. They played for Argentina and Portugal, respectively, against Australia and Bosnia. Yeah. Both won. 2-0 was one, 3-0 the other. Yeah. Um, and they both had to deal with pitch invaders. Yeah, which you don't like. The pitch invaders. I don't like these pitch invaders. <laughs> like, I really don't like them. Do you? Can you describe no, 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 yourself? No, no. They, they I don't got- like it. First of all, I mean, again, it's not competition. Messi scored the fastest goal in his career. He never scored so early. I think it was one minute and something. Oh, you're saying that makes him better than Cristiano. No, no, no I'm just saying, I mean, typical <laughs> Messi, if you haven't seen the goal, the shot. Yeah, it's a goal I've seen Messi, yeah. 500 times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Cristiano didn't, didn't score in the win against Boston. But he had an assist. But he played well collectively, created chances for others. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had a shot, which has to be rare for him, especially with Portugal. But so, so good, good to see, good to see. The thing with the pitch invaders, I just... 
I don't understand what goes through your head. And maybe because we're privileged, because we are doing the job that we do and we've met Cristiano and Messi and we, we got close to them without having to break any laws or anything. I just don't know what goes through your head when you think like, hey, let me jump over the fence and go onto the pitch to try to see them, take a selfie, take a... Sh- I, I don't get it. That's, it, what, that's so where weird. I struggle. The, the one guy who goes... I mean, the one guy with Cristiano, he was actually entertaining. But yeah. First of all, it was weird because it seemed like he was out there forever. It was so long because yeah, yeah, he was yeah, out like, there. Usually he they kneels in front of someone, Cristiano. Yeah. And, then, and then he goes and then he, he picks up Cristiano. And, you know, it's, Cristiano's not light. No, definitely Because uh, he's, he's tall and super muscular. And then when the stewards come, he goes and starts running. And those must be like, I don't know where they found those guys. <laughs> it looked like he was running around forever. They only caught him at the end because he did another stupid shoe yeah. uh, celebration of his end. Yeah, entertaining. But unless I don't know if this was staged. I'm assuming I would hope it wasn't. I don't think so. I, I just think this idea that like you get so worked up about yeah, meeting a footballer I know, I know. and that you go and you do this. I know. I agree. It's with you. you know, it's just such a bad thing. I, I personally, and again, if you want to say, I'm gonna have a go at Messi and Cristiano equally. I would say this to any player, any pitch invader who comes on the pitch, it should be very clear rules. You do not interact, interact. with them in any yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Because it's you can't hard, encourage situations no, no, like that. No, but I don't think they are encouraging by interacting, right? No, 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 but they haven't been given instructions. So you should tell Cristiano, Cristiano, next time the dude comes on the bench, it's happened in the Saudi League too, right? No selfie, nothing. If you do that, we fine you. I'm sorry. You can go and hang out in the car park afterwards if you want to take selfies with people. <laughs> but during the game, there's a security situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe and these people, they just, they're just so sad. No, Whatever. no, I know. Gab, remember the $2.5 billion that Roban Abramovich received from the Chelsea sale uh, that was going to go to a special fund to help victims of the war in Ukraine? Well, according to reports, that money is still sitting there. He hasn't gone yet to any foundations anywhere, no charities, nothing. Yeah, you know how like governments are very good at wasting money and losing money? Yeah, and time. I don't know if they forgot about this. The UK government forces the man to sell this club, right? Yeah. He sells the club in June. Twelve months later... I mean, Todd Bowley and Clear Lake pay the money. Yeah. They pay the money to Roman Abramovich or to his company, right? Because he's under sanction. Yeah. And as part of this, they negotiate this big thing. Oh, we'll set up a foundation. They actually hired a dude to run the foundation. Yeah. Why is the money not there yet? What could be the reason why it's not happening? Bureaucrats, excuses. It's the last time they said, oh, we've had three different prime ministers. One of the... There is some speculation out there that, you know, Abramovich said like well, we want this money to be used to victims of the war both russian and ukrainian victims of the war yeah and uh, some people are suggesting he hasn't had assurances that it's not going to go and uh, for the, yeah, for the army, like, yeah yeah basically like they you know you're not just going to buy more tanks to go yeah, and bomb yeah. people whatever the case is you've got a million lawyers getting paid a ton of money yeah how could you not go and write down exactly what was needed in the contracts and the terms of everything and then hire other freaking lawyers yeah. to go and have this and, and to go and make sure this gets done. Because you know what? I know, people I know, people I know, are dying I mean, because of this. I know, it's crazy. You know, it's I, such it's, a lot of money as it's well. It's so that appalling. Make such a big difference. Two and a half billion I know. of Todd Bowley's money, not just his money. But, um, but even, even a billion of that 2.5, just if you don't want to release the whole amount, fair enough, but even 500 million would make a huge difference. How do you argue about it? How do you not get this squared away before? It's, it's, it's absolutely appalling. Scotland come from behind to be Norway yeah. in Norway, which is pretty huge, Incredible. Jules. Yeah. Uh, even bigger is the fact that apparently after the game, 
Erling Holland was booed by his own fans for not stopping to sign autographs. That, yeah. Is this a big deal? Yeah, well, to start with, I think what was a big deal is that uh, despite Norway having a lot of the ball, mo um, most of the ball, Haaland only had one shot, that was the penalty that he scored, that he got himself but scored. He had only 17 touches, I think. So the, the issue that we've seen at times, the City, clearly are still there with Norway. And because is, Norway play like City. But this is a good Norway team too. You know, it's yeah, not no, like no, if he was the talent, only one yeah. and then everybody yeah. was like fourth division kind of level. So that's a bit of a worry, I think. Then I think he was probably very disappointed. That I think now um, Scotland are eight points clear of Norway. Norway have started very poorly those qualification. I think the idea that we all had at the start of the qualification is that, okay, Norway are going to make it mm. to the Euros. We'll see Odegaard. Haaland in the Euros, Solos, blah, blah, blah. It, it, so far, it's a nightmare for them. And I think maybe the disappointment felt that he didn't, he didn't want to have any interaction with anybody, fans I, included, but it's still not a good look. Yeah, I, I think this is very, like, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think he's going to look at this and be like, all right, this is not what I want to be doing. No, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. if there's misunderstanding, whatever. This is, just doesn't fit his yeah. personality. He is, every, by every account, he's somebody who is very giving with fans mm. and whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I think we can move past that bit. Definitely. Gav, I don't think I'm revealing any secrets when I say here that you're a Nigerian fan, of course, and you have a lot of fans in Nigeria, of course, especially the ones listening, uh, uh, when it comes to African football. So tell me about this new TV deal then. Okay, so at least I know item about this. But, you know, one of my th big things is is about football in Africa. There's so many great footballers who are African or of African descent. Um, and I often wonder, you know, how can they actually monetize, capitalize on yeah. it so that, you know, maybe they hang on these kids longer and whatever. So there's a company, and I do not work for them. I know nothing about them other than what I've read, called Propel Sports Africa. Uh, and they've hired former Manchester City legend Paul Dickov is apparently okay. involved with them. I don't know if he's an investor or what. Um, but basically, they're going to do a little bit like what um, MLS did with Apple TV. So they're going to produce all the games, mm -hmm. and they're going to stream them around the world. And there's so much, there's a massive Nigerian diaspora around the world. Right? Yeah. Nigerians are, are yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. outside. And, and of course, Nigeria's a big country to begin with. And what I thought was interesting, too, is a lot of this is, is it, it's all like, um, uh, it's all kind of automated in the sense that the cameras, the production, I don't know what it's going to look like or how it's <laughs> going to work but but the upshot is you can do apparently high quality productions without human beings wow. um, I don't know if they're going to have robot commentators as well that would be interesting <laughs> um, but whatever I thought it was interesting I thought it was innovative I thought it was it was new good yeah. luck to them yeah, um, I'm all for people trying to compete yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. the I, big I mean, established yeah. leagues who've got yeah. all the money and, and all the history behind them yeah. Jules this brings us to an end. Yeah. But we're going to be back on Thursday for those last European qualifiers you're dying to talk about. Yeah, now. Of course. I expect some big developments in the transfer window in the next couple of days. Until then, love the game. Love you, neighbor. Love yourself. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search match with indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 